Okay. We're in. Hi. How's everybody doing? Blessed? Happy? <laughs> Every bit of sadness and sorrow being wiped out of your soul by the seven blazing torches? Wonderful. Glad to hear it. In Hebrew, the word Holy Spirit is Ruach HaKadosh. Every Hebrew in ancient times understood the breath of life was the Holy Spirit. Christians don't understand that. That's a sure sign that you're coming out of the beast and severe sorcery and religion if you don't understand the breath of life is the Holy Spirit. That's foundational Christian basics. The Apostle Paul and all of his churches understood that the Ruach HaKadosh is the Holy Ghost, the breath of life. That's why we took the ghost, because the breath of life is the Holy Spirit, or high in the Holy Ghost. So that has to break through your minds, because oftentimes Satan will so deceive people that all of their belief systems are only in doctrine, only in letter, only in brain. And there's no substance of life in it. And that's why, amazingly, so many Christians, Holy Spirit people, don't even realize yet the breath of life is the person, the Holy Spirit. The Ruach HaKadosh. (laughs) In uh, another place, in Isaiah chapter 11, it says, And by the breath of the Almighty he shall slay the wicked. By the breath, by the Ruach. You realize... The more and more you're aware of the presence of the breath of life and the power of the breath of life as the Holy Spirit moving through you, and the more and more you feel it, like energy, because that's the energy of life, that's what Zoe is. The Zoe energy of life is the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKadosh. Anybody here? Anyone alive? (laughs) This might help. So we're going to take the breath of life, the breath of the Almighty, the Ruach HaKadosh in us, the Holy Spirit breath, and we're going to blow this, this horn right here. It has an amazing effect on people's minds. Just prepare yourself. Jesus, what at first irritates later on intoxicates. Holy ghost. Shabbat. It's time to get really, really sauced up on the spicy wine of Jesus. Mm, It's time for some mixed wine. Amen? Give us the hard stuff, Lord. We want to have more fun in Christianity than anyone has ever demonstrated, anyone, any revival has ever experienced. I think this is a true saying that he has saved the best wine for last. Isn't that good? Mm. That means even the first century church that was so awesome, so glorious, The Apostle Paul's church, Jesus' apostles, they didn't get the best one. We do. (laughs) You believe that? It's true. 
It's here. It's here in our hearts as seven blazing torches and comes forth through our mind as the bright morning star. Every one of you will come to a place in spiritual maturity for that's God's plan for your life. I'm going to speak the things that are not as though they are and speak faith and speak creatively, speak growth, speak life. Every single one of you will come to a place where you can say in the blazing torches of the priesthood of Melchizedek, I am the roots of David in my heart and I am the bright morning star in my mind. Don't you know that's what a son of God is? Jesus Christ, firstborn amongst many sons, that there is a group of people that he's not ashamed to call his brothers and sisters, it is written. Hebrews chapter 2. There are a lot of people that he won't call brothers and sisters because they're not roots of David, they're not bright morning star. (laughs) I mean, whole entire sections and tribes of Christianity reject sonship. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that, but they do. It's not taught. Sonship is rejected by a lot of the charismatic church. It really is. But it's the truth anyhow. And it will come forth and devour the charismatic church, the Pentecostal church. Everyone that's got God's Spirit in it will be made perfect now by the seven bowls of the book of Revelation. I tell you the truth, this is a true saying from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The seven trumpets turn into seven bowls, and it's the seven spirits of God through our lives. That's what spiritual growth produces. It was once in our heart, and everything we felt and experienced and had in our heart, we trumpeted. We spoke. That's what it means. The seven trumpets. It's the seven spirits of God, the roots of David. Old covenant roots of, of Jesse, Isaiah 11, 2. New covenant roots of David, Revelation 22. Right? <laughs> so we have the seven spirits of God. We have the roots of David. We have the heart of Jesus Christ. We have the heart of the Father as our heart. That's what it means to be having the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. A spirit of adoption. It's the Holy Ghost inside us that adopts us. And He doesn't leave us in our orphan state. Isn't that good? He actually makes us totally and exactly transformed into the image and spiritual substance and all the wisdom and all of the glory of His Son, Jesus Christ. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the Spirit who is the Lord. And you'll know as you're being transformed, because you'll be going from glory to glory. Most Christians haven't even entered the glory, so they've never even experienced going from glory to glory. So, step one is entering the glory. Which means getting out of the carnal mind of your brain, the enemy of Christ, the beast nature, the seat of the beast, the seat of the false prophet, the seat of the dragon, the human brain. You get out of your own psychological energy. You get, you get over yourself. You humble yourself. And you get into the mind of Christ. 
which does not start here. Does not. It starts here. The mind of Christ is in the heart. <laughs> it's not bright morning star first. Uh-uh. You ever seen that? No, no, no. It's the root system of the heart life first. That's primary. Without the development of the seven spirits of God and the roots of David in the heart, there will never be any glowing through your souls. <laughs> there won't be the countenance of the Lord Jesus in perfect joy, eternal glory on your faces, unless your hearts become the hearts of Jesus Christ with seven blazing torches. It's true. That's the gift of salvation. And then every single one of us grows in salvation. You ever seen a person that decided to not grow in salvation? What happens to them? They've, we've seen them go crazy. We've seen a lot of different results and none of them are perfect and none of them are desirable. <laughs> just let your mind go wild of what happens if you decide to not continue transforming your soul to not continue metamorphosizing until you are experiencing in your heart world, soul world and body world the book of revelation seated on the throne of Jesus Christ with seven blazing torches in front of you until you're experiencing that you have not in fact arrived to anything I mean, I don't feel like I've even arrived to anything. And I, I can see and feel and experience and walk out with every single person around me every day. And this gospel works. And I see the budding of seven horns of the lamb that was slain and the seven eyes of the lamb. Not me, just the total destruction of my soul so that only his soul remains through me. I can see that. And I make sure it's real and works on a street level every single day. <laughs> if you got the real fire and glory of the kingdom, you always get it tested. Everything tests you. And people will be like, oh man, can't you just believe me? No, they won't believe you. They're going to test you. People have been ripped off so many thousands of times, they're going to test you. Don't get offended by the tests. Get excited, because it'll just make you stronger. It is a true saying. What doesn't kill you does make you stronger. But actually, killing you makes you stronger. Because it's written, when we're weak, He is strong. Amen? You need to be crucified in your soul. <laughs> Die to self, alive to Christ. He's the resurrection and the life. We have no life in us at all. You can tell how much life is in a person by how happy their faces are. I mean, it's so simple. It's so childlike. But almost no one in Christianity discerns properly. The only mention of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in the entire Bible is called the oil of joy. We think ministers have anointing. We think people are anointing because they have knowledge. That's usually satanic tree of knowledge information. It's death. Knowledge isn't anything. No one is measured by their greatness of knowledge in the kingdom of heaven. They're measured by their greatness 
by their glory and by their life and by their splendor and brilliance. The angels are all different according to one thing. And it's not knowledge, it's the splendor of their glory and how bright they shine. The Apostle Paul says that in the book of Romans. Every angel is of different splendor like the stars. Your greatness in the kingdom of heaven is only determined by one thing. The brightness of the morning star through your souls transformed. Knowledge means nothing without brilliance, without radiance, without the glory. We need to become gluttons on the river of life. Because that's what actually glorifies our souls. Still, so many millions of Christians are addicted to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. People are coming out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it's being exposed for what it is. The great deception of false light Christianity, the horror of Babylon and the whole world that sits upon the seven mountains of Babylon the Great. That's false Christianity. That's the foolish virgins. That's the goats. That's the tares that have the whole New Testament memorized, but they don't have the glory and the splendor and the radiance of Jesus Christ's life. They don't have His happy face. They didn't enter the joy. You never meet people more miserable, more wretched than religious Christians. And that same religious demon works in all religions, but the Christians, most of them are captive of the dragon and don't want to be. It's not like they, you know, they're in Buddhism or Islam or, you know, Confucian (laughs) and all these other pagan religions. No, they're actually, a lot of them have fire insurance and are saved in their spirit. They've just been taught wrong religiously in, in church their whole lives. So these are people that have actually desired Jesus, but have been, been kept out of the kingdom by Pharisees and the seed of the Pharisees and false Christian leadership that has a big python controlling serpent around it that just wants to control you, manipulate you, and exploit you, and oppress you, and keep you in their little sheep sheds. <laughs> slave traders. Most pastors are slave traders. I know, because I went through the whole Christian church. We had to go through hundreds of churches, and in missions I worked with many churches. And I work with everyone now, not inside the church, outside the church, like John the Baptist, because God the Father commanded me to do so. Don't work within the church anymore. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing it outside the four walls of the church. It's organic. It's totally just underground, it's sprouting up outside everything established in Christian religion it's not organized religion, it's not a part of these people's apostolic networks or prophetic streams it's the gospel of Jesus Christ out in the open fields, out in the parks (laughs) just taking over society outside the church So what John the Baptist modeled is what the sons of God are doing. On purpose, from God, to demonstrate perfection. John the Baptist was demonstrating the perfection of the Old Covenant. We demonstrate the perfection of the New Covenant. There was symbolism in the Old Covenant. 
It was natural symbolism. The river Jordan and outside the synagogue structure where John worked symbolizes the river of life and outside the church structure now today in 2017. And I'm not saying that everything in church is bad. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying the whole structure will pass away because perfection is coming now on the third day. It's just that God wants to reveal all of heavenly Jerusalem and He won't do it within your boxes. He won't do it within your control system. God is God. No man is God. God is God. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. He won't let any man have more powerful than have more power than him. He's the pastor of the world. The men and women who assume the role and position of pastor often get in the way of the great shepherd all the time. I've seen it a thousand times. It happens everywhere because it's just the sin nature of religious pride that just gets in the way in the, the minister's minds and they assume that role of the great shepherd. That role belongs to Jesus Christ and He's here by His seven spirits. He will remove you. He will remove false leadership. He will remove everything that's blocking Him from perfectly shepherding His people. He will destroy the organizations or they'll destroy themselves because they fall short of the glory of God, which means they fall short of the perfection of Mount Zion. They'll destroy themselves. When the sons of God manifest the sevenfold spirit of God, they'll destroy themselves because everything that's inside people's hearts will be their judge. Every word you cling to in your heart and mind will be your judge. Jesus Christ said that. He said, Moses will be your judge. You claim Moses, you know, you claim the Apostle Paul, you claim John, you claim the Scriptures, you claim the Gospel, they'll be your judges. What you hold on to into your heart and your mind, your words will judge you. And you know what? It's a righteous judgment. We want judgment. Don't avoid judgment. Judgment is the fastest way to be cleansed of all your sin, of all your pride, of all of your brainwashed sorcery of Christian religion. The fastest way to grow is to fully embrace the white throne judgment seat of Christ now and not when you die. When you die, it's too late. You can't get any more rewards. You're done. But right now, you can embrace all the judgments of Christ through your soul. And yeah, it will be a little horrifying and mortifying. A lot of things you thought were good and acceptable will be absolutely demolished in your souls, in your lives. You know why? Because God is perfect in light and has living energy beaming out of Him constantly and there's no lack like, I know there's more where that came from. The Father is so confident in Himself and we need that confidence that everything will be moving through us. We don't need to hold on to anything. We can let the river of life keep flowing so it doesn't get stagnant and stale and turn into swamp and sewage in our souls because we had a little movement and then, you know, we just cling on to something. you got to keep it open. The gates are always open as it's written. The twelve pearly gates of heavenly Jerusalem, which becomes our entire soul life experience on planet Earth. 
But if you close the gates, well, you're stuck at that level until you open your soul gates again and let greater glory flow. A lot of people just really don't trust the next level or what they haven't seen before. God bless the pioneers. God bless the people that go into the unknown area, you know, of heavenly Jerusalem and do things that no one's ever done before and see things and just kind of test the waters of what you can get away with. You know, that's good. You know, just be wild. I mean, it is for freedom that he set us free. Well, how much freedom is that? Is the freedom of Jesus Christ like way beyond what we've ever seen demonstrated by our pastors and by Christians and those that we esteem prophets and apostles? Is there a lot more freedom than this? You can get so free that the body has absolutely no control over your soul or spirit ever again. Perfect freedom is your spirit reigning through your souls and your spirit reigning through your bodies. If you're a temple of the Holy Ghost, you need to have your spirit on top, your soul in the middle, and your body at the bottom. Because that's the only place you'll actually feel healthy and whole and have the river flowing correctly through your life. A lot of people, almost most Christians, don't have their spirits primary over their lives. A lot of people have the flesh primary over their lives. Or their brains? Yikes. There's no possibility of ever getting freedom in the brain. It's absolutely impossible. The brain counts for nothing because it's called flesh. John chapter 6, the flesh counts for nothing. Why don't people understand that yet? Because they're still in mixture of Babylon and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They will understand it as the morning star begins to bud through the renewed minds. It is your spirit life and the roots of David that comes forth through your soul that becomes your thought life. A purified thought life is because there's seven blazing torches coming through your mind. He's given you the mind of Christ when He's given you His Spirit. The Spirit becomes your thought life. The brain just as your connection to the earth to release all of that glory of the seven blazing torches into the natural world through your brain. It's just the filtration system into the natural world. That's all the brain does. In the fall, the brain became primary. But that's totally reprobate. That's totally and completely sinful. I tell you the truth because that's what the curse of the fall actually is. A person captive to the flesh of their brain. Why do you think he was crucified at Golgotha, which means in English, skull hill? So you'd never be captive to your brain. You'd be set free from your brain. You'd be set free from the prison of stardust, which is flesh. Do you understand what happened in the fall? Adam and Eve went from the freedom of the glory in their spirit to being prisoners of starlight and stardust, which is sand, of their bodies. Your bodies are made out of stardust. And the light of the sun is not the light of God, is not the light of freedom, is not the light of salvation. The light of God is glory. 
The light of religion is starlight, the great deception of the nations. <laughs> and you know what? You can experience this for yourself. You pass over from starlight into glory light right through your forehead, it will absolutely blow your minds. And that's God's plan for every single one of you. That no longer would starlight in the paths of the stars, which all the devils and demons move on. Some people call them ley lines. But there's a movement. You can flood those ley lines and the paths of the stars with the glory of God, and there'll be no demonic activity, no fallen angel activity impossible in your life, in your whole soul, in your mind. It'll be below you because you're glorified. Jesus Christ never struggled in his mind. He had a glorified mind. He walked as the roots of David and the bright morning star. He grew. Absolutely. He had the anointing. He grew, 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 grew. And at three and a half years, he ascended into heaven. That's why he says, you're going to do greater works, John 14, 12, because he didn't actually show the end result of that continuous, continual spiritual growth progress. Holy Spirit, <laughs> you feel that? Glory. What happens if you stay on that path of going from glory to glory more than just the three and a half years of Jesus Christ's perfect obedience to the seven blazing torches? You begin ruling and reigning. That's what will come forth now. The same thing that would have happened had Jesus stayed on the earth, but He gave us the Spirit so we could have on earth as it is in heaven. So we would understand all these things through our hearts and through our minds so we could be equally yoked to our bridegroom, husband, king with spiritual abilities. How boring to have a marriage where it's just, there's nothing in, in common, there's nothing similar. Isn't that terrible? Do you think Jesus wants that? No. It's called being unequally yoked. The scripture says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. <laughs> Is Jesus Christ unequally yoked with an unbelieving bride? Yeah, we need more grace for faith to believe and to be exactly like Him with all of His spiritual abilities. That is what comes forth now. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Before He physically returns, we'll be exactly like Him in His glorified state on the throne with seven blazing torches ruling and reigning through the entire world. Acts 3.21 The Lord Jesus Christ remains in heaven until we restore all things. That's why He gave us the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, there would be no reason for the Holy Spirit. You just ask Jesus in your heart and die and go to heaven. But you stay here so you can grow in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Spirit of adoption. No longer carnal, immature babies in Christ, but now spiritual adults whose entire identity is in their angelic nature and zero in their bodies or their brains. Zero. 100% angelic nature, your spiritual nature, your 2 Corinthians 5.17 nature, new creatures in Christ. Old things passed away, behold all things are new, and it becomes so real to you. And so that's where all of your spiritual abilities are in your new creature in Christ nature. So you have to get way way, way more spiritual than this. The only reason why the devil and his sorcerers 
have had the high places of the mountains of Babylon, you know. Look at the economics in the world. I mean, the sinners control it. That's not God's plan for the world. Look at the governments. Look at the nations. Why do the wicked run the nations? I mean, these people don't love Jesus. I mean, they're like all kinds of worldly filth out there. That's not God's plan for this world, guys. God's plan for this world is seven blazing torches healing this world. Those seven mountains of this world melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord of all the earth. Your fire and the seven blazing torches of the Lion of the tribe of Judah who possesses you can get so strong that it burns through all flesh around you so that no darkness can stand to be around you. You will shine ever brighter to the full dawn of day, which is an ever-increasing heat and intensity of the seven blazing torches of the Holy Ghost of God. And that's what happens when your mind's renewed. It's not just automatic upon birth. You grow in the Holy Ghost. You go from glory to glory to glory forever. And you can grow in the glory as fast as you're willing to give up your soul and allow your souls to be crucified. People are so reluctant to surrender. It's insanity to me. It's just like this verse every day. Those who are healthy have no need for the doctor, Lord. (laughs) You know, they're healthy in their own eyes when they're absolutely not healthy. There's no such thing as a healthy human being. You're only healthy in Jesus Christ's eyes if you're a healthy living being, which is fully 100% angelic and has no identity whatsoever in their flesh. (laughs) When you're living with seven blazing torches before the throne of your mind, you're starting to get angelically healthy, a healthy living being. There's no such thing as a healthy human being. It's impossible. If you have a healthy mind as a human being, it's utter and total insanity and madness compared to the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the bright morning star, the glory and the source of life in heavenly Jerusalem. What is the source of health for a human being's brain? Psychology? Man's philosophies, good book education, something to really tie their brains together. The brains are a bunch of worms. It is written, the worm never dies. You will never have any spiritual progress in the brain. In fact, the development of the brain in spiritual things is pure sorcery. That's why most Christian pastors are more like warlocks than they are Jesus Christ. Because they've been eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, so they go into full serpent mode. Serpent in the garden, the ancient dragon, the red dragon, the ancient serpent. That's why all religion is like Satan. And all glorious freedom freedom is like the Son of God. The difference is so night and day that most people who are still stuck in the starlight of Satan, blaspheme when they call the glory of God and the freedom of God and the joy of the Lord our strength the devil, 
are not the main part of Christianity. Maybe the anointing is not the oil of joy. Maybe it's this other stuff that we see most Babylonian ministers giving people. They call it anointing, but unless it's getting you happy and increasing the joy, it ain't the anointing. This is how you guys can really get healthy in your eating and drinking of the real gospel. They will always take your human minds, they always take your human souls and turn them angelic 100% of the time. If you're in false, fake, phony gospels, there's no transformation. The angelic world is still locked off to you and still weird. (laughs) You're born again. Creature is angelic. Your nature of you're born again. You have to be deceived of Satan to cut yourself off from who you are in your heart to think those things are weird. You've rejected spiritual growth. Repent. While there's still time. I'm telling you because time is absolutely short. Most Christians should have really, really have been developing their spirit, but because of bad leadership, these things are almost unknown in most Christianity. And people are living in lies. They're living in Babylon the Great, and they think the light in Babylon is the Holy Spirit. You could not be more deceived. You'll know it's the Holy Spirit light by the energy of joy beaming through your faces and you won't even be able to stop laughing. Enter the joy or enter the kingdom or enter the glory. We all must enter the glory with all of our minds. Not just fire insurance, but our entire souls and minds crucified so that everything the Holy Spirit wants to do through our minds gets done. And all He wants to do is glorify you. All He wants you to do is perfect you and make you just like Jesus Christ in reality. And you can just receive it as a gift and none of your efforts are necessary for this to happen. You just simply make yourself available and keep the gate of your mind open until you have 12 open pearl gates through your whole soul, heavenly Jerusalem, city on the hill. Telling you, your souls are an extension of either the city Babylon or the city heavenly Jerusalem. Every single soul on planet earth is an extension and a manifestation of one city or the other. And they both have light. But one light is actually darkness. And almost everyone in that city of darkness is deceived by the false light. That's why we must grow in the glory tremendously now so people can see the truth and the truth can set them free. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. (laughs) Because Satan loves posing as a false father. When you're in religion, Lucifer is your father. When you're in the glorious freedom of the happy God, Jesus Christ and God the Father and heavenly Jerusalem are your Father. And you can always tell the difference by the fruits of the Holy Spirit. He said you'll never know the difference by knowledge. You're not going to know by the teachings and the preachings. Uh Uh-uh. You'll know by the fruit. The love, the joy, the peace, the kindness, the gentleness, (laughs) the righteousness. But really, the love and the joy and the peace in the Holy Ghost. Because... 
As that gets strong enough, Satan can't counterfeit it anymore in his false light, his starlight, and his sorcery. He can counterfeit it up to a point, <laughs> but you get so glorified in your souls, sons of God, he can't counterfeit it anymore. He won't be able to deceive anyone. People look at that and be like, I know that's Jesus. There's nothing in religion, there's nothing in Satan's kingdom that can even try to make that like look the angel of light to deceive us, you know. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't have it. You just so surpass any possibility of being counterfeited. All they can do now is try to keep people away from you from see, seeing the real deal. And Satan, all he can do is just lie into their unrenewed minds and keep people away from the true sons of God. And he's done that tremendously. He lies right into the darkness of their mind anything they're weak and vulnerable in in places of religion and gets them to judge unrighteous the sons of God so that and make sure that their minds will never be renewed to enter the glory. But there's grace for the forgiveness of all of that sin because there's been a tremendous amount of religion. God the Father is well aware of it and He will give you unlimited grace as long as your heart is desiring Him and this grace is what perfects your mind to be in full agreement with the bright and morning star, the mind of Christ, in Jesus' name. And the more and more you agree, that's what repentance is. Your mind is in agreement with His mind. <laughs> I love repenting. That just means greater glory shining through my face. <laughs> Lesser glory, it's because a lot of areas of my mind aren't in agreement with the bright morning star. So every day I love repenting, which just means opening up my gates wider for all of Him and none of me. Returning to the high place with all of our minds. Repent. The penthouse, the high place, the highway of holiness, the throne of heavenly Jerusalem. That's the highest place. There's nothing higher. That's where all of our minds, all of our hearts, all of our beings need to be. Seated with Christ in heavenly places. And to those who are overcome... I will give them the right to sit with me on my throne. And they shall dash the nations to pieces as pottery. Amen? Blessed overcomers, in Jesus' name I pray, grace, love, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ flood your hearts and minds to overcome all the temptations and trials that you must go through in this world. Thank you, Father, for many overcomers entering the marriage supper of the Lamb and feasting on the bread, the soul of Jesus Christ, and the wine, the heart of Jesus Christ, en masse. We thank you for it, Lord. If you guys want to partner with Red Letter Ministries, you can donate at redlettermin.com. And be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.